Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another car-driven, filled podcast episode. I am your host, John Pipe Bomb. This is the Pipe Bomb Show. It is Saturday. What? 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 What is it? The June June twenty fifth? Is it the twenty fifth? I don't even want to check right now. But it is Saturday, the day before AEW slash New Japan Hidden Door pay-per-view. Listen. This, my friends, is an event. This, when it was first announced, had everybody, everybody talking. Now, you could say some of that has died down. You could say some of these matches are disappointing. You could say all of that. And you wouldn't be completely wrong. But, nevertheless, when they first announced AEW and New Japan are doing a joint pay-per-view called the Forbidden Door. After all this time, the Forbidden Door this, the Forbidden Door that. Who could we see coming through the Forbidden Door to wrestle in AEW? Who could be coming to, you know, to from other promotions? That's what Tony Khan has been doing this whole time. Tony Khan has been, you know, letting other superstars, whether they're from Impact, Ring of Honor, uh, uh, New Japan, come in and wrestle on his on his show would we see that from Vince McMahon nowadays probably not I mean we got it with uh, with Mickey James at the at the Royal Rumble but that's because they needed shoes to fill shit they asked they asked the Iconics to come back that's how little bit of, you know, few bodies they have for the Women's Royal Rumble. But nevertheless, Tony Khan's been doing this for a while. An appearance here, a match there, showcase someone here, and it's been good, but it has culminated. It has culminated to this. The Forbidden Door pay-per-view where we will get the crossover with New Japan guys taking on AEW guys. And of course, when this was first announced, the naysayers came out. Oh, they're not going to be able to sell out. The women's restroom will be completely empty that night. No one's going to be using that. This is only for the hardcore fans. You know, the the casual fans don't care about this. Doesn't AEW want to grow their audience? Listen. We have not seen anything like this from two opposite two different companies coming together since I, I would guess on a smaller scale, 
New Japan and Ring of Honor selling out Madison Square Garden. You could say, you know, that's the only other time. But Ring of Honor isn't what it used to be. Ring of Honor, you know, wasn't doing anything crazy at that time. You, A lot of people said they needed New Japan. Ring of Honor could not have sold out Madison Square Garden on its own. It needed New Japan. It needed other people on the roster. It needed an Okada, and a, a Jay White, a Bullet Club to make it interesting that people would want to come out. AEW doesn't need that. AEW does not need help from, from New Japan to fill out arenas or to sell out a pay-per-view. So this is a nice little, you know, one of those, you know, dream matches. Dream scenarios, if you will. I remember TNA at the height of its popularity when I had first started watching it. And all I could see online was, what if one day they did the invasion angle? This is before I, you know, I was I was caught on to to everything backstage and politics and rumor mills and dirt sheets. And it would just be like, well, what if they ever came together? What would be the dream matches? What would you put together? What would be your scenarios? We of course never got that because that's just not how WWE works. The only time WWE did something like that was when they bought the uh, the company, when they bought WCW, when they bought ECW, and they said, you know, we're gonna make up our own storyline, and we're gonna put our pit ourselves against ourselves, basically, because everybody here got a WWE contract. But here we got two different companies. Coming together and saying, you know, let's put that, let's put a card. And obviously, you know, it's going to be a, all right, your guy could win this, but my guy's got to win that. We'll put this guy over, but this guy's got to be put over in this match. You know that that went down backstage. But it's here. It's 24 hours away. We will be getting the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see guys I don't usually see. I don't follow New Japan all that well, but like I do with TNA, I do keep track. I keep track of when the world title changes hands. I keep track if, uh, if, uh, if a superstar debuts. You know what I mean? I keep track if, if, you know, there's a new Bullet Club member. If there's a new leader, something else is going down. And maybe, maybe, I'll watch a match if I know. Only if I know. Only if Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I know people don't like Dave Meltzer. But if he comes out and he goes, this is a five-star match, I will go and look at it. Because why not? If someone is saying this is a guaranteed banging match, you have to watch this match, I will watch it. And honestly, 
That's what happened with uh, Kenny Omega and Okada. I had never seen it. I've never seen Japan. I've never seen Okada wrestle. Uh, when when uh, when Jericho went over to face Kenny Omega, I didn't know who Kenny Omega was. Nothing like that. But I did follow the news when you know Kenny took over for Bullet Club. Who Bullet Club was? Who the leaders were? Who the originators were? All of that. So that's what it's good for. Honestly, when, when it comes to the star ratings, I don't care about, you know, uh, this got a four and a, a four and 4.9 stars instead of a five. I, I don't care about that. If something is getting a, you know, a, a bona fide five star, six star match or whatever, I'm watching it. And that's what happened. And that's how I got to know of New Japan. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. What I was, what was I just rambling about? I was rambling about me knowing about New Japan. But anyway, like I'm saying, we knew eventually the day would come where New Japan guys would come because of, you know, Kenny Omega, Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, all these guys who used to work in Japan. You knew one day there would be some type of relationship, some type of you know, dream matches going on where we would get an exchange of wrestling matches between these two companies and here we are. We should all be happy. Now, in a perfect world, we would be ecstatic. Except, AEW has been hit with bug after bug after bug. And when I say bug, I mean the injury bug. That injury bug has bitten so many people on the ass. So matches we we thought we were getting as of last Wednesday, we're not getting. Matches we thought we would see, we're not going to see. Or at least the matches have been tweaked. I think regardless, it's still it's still going to be a fun pay-per-view. Not every match has high stakes. A lot of these matches are tag teams, eight-man, six-man tags. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a fun night of wrestling. And hell, it's going to open the doors for, hey, you might open the door for a guy like me. Who I don't watch New Japan, but I might just find the right guy and go, man, I gotta see more of him. I gotta see this guy wrestle more. This guy is special. So, there you go. We've got three, count them, one, two, three buy in matches. All tag teams, like I said, they trying to get they're trying to get everybody on the card. Like I said before earlier with the injury bug. Man, I think the the, the worst thing about this pay-per-view is AEW's three top names 
will not be participating. And that is such a shame. CM Punk, who just won the world title in February. Did he win? No, no, not February. February was Revolution about a month or two ago. Let's just give me that. A month or two ago. Won the AEW world title. You know, that was a... Him and Hangman, that was pretty... You know, it was up in the air. Either one of these men could have won. And it just turned out that... You make the wrong move. CM Punk's got a foot injury, a lower leg injury. Still not specific. But it is not. It is not so damning that he has to relinquish the championship. So he will still stay your champion. But he's going to heal up in a couple months. He'll be right back and we're going to get that unification match. I think if it was longer, if it was a nine-month injury, a, a year injury, yeah, they'd probably give up the title. They'd probably say, you know what, we got to relinquish it. You come back, you get your title shot and stuff like that. I think this is a, a three-month injury, maybe two, three months. Enough, so, enough that you would need an interim world champion. At, at best, you would still need some type of world champion presence in AEW. Next injury is Daniel Bryan. We thought we were going to get the match. The match that I would love to have seen. Because let's be honest. I, rem I remember the Cruiserweight Classic. When Zack Sabre Jr., was in the tournament and, and Daniel Bryan was there on commentary. He was calling the matches and you gotta you gotta look at that now and say, man, Daniel Bryan must have been pissed off he couldn't be in the tournament. He must have been pissed off that he that he was on the shelf and he did not have the chance to face this guy. And here it was. Zack Sabre Jr. came out after after a match, a press conference, and said, you know what? Let, let's go right into it. I want to fight the American Dragon. That injury bug hit Daniel Bryan. And we're going to be getting a replacement for that match. And I think the biggest name of all would be Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega still out, tending to all, to all his injuries and surgeries he's going through. He is missed, I'll tell you that. I genuinely miss this guy on TV. He, ha he always puts on these banging matches, these crazy matches. I can't wait for this guy to come back in the ring. I'll be honest, I cannot wait for him to come back. But let's get into it. First pre-show match, we've got Max Caster and the Gun Club. All three members, Billy Gunn and both of his kids, 
All four of them will take on... I'm driving. I can't read this and drive. A, a team from New Japan. Okay? And that should tell you right there who I think is going to win. I think it's going to be the gun club. I think you're going to have... I, I know it, it looks like a bunch of young guys on the other side. I think it's just going to be a fun little match with the gun club and Max Caster. They're going to get the win. It's not like anybody is really known. For, for me personally, nobody is known on the other side. So I definitely see the gun club coming out with a win. Second pre-show, we got Chaos. We've got Goto and Yoshi taking on QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. When they first announced this match a day or two ago, someone said, why would you put this? Why would you put the factory on the buy-in when you could put Team Taz? Team Taz should have a presence on this on this show. And I agree with them. Team Taz should be, you know, at the pay-per-view. But I think you just throw the factory to eat the loss. Remember, this is still the buy-in. This is going to be just a feel-good moment. Hey, I just picked AEW to win the first one. So who do you think I'm picking to win the second one? I at least have seen the name Goto. Okay? So I think uh, New Japan wins that one. I think New Japan takes that one right there. The fact that he's there to eat the pin, they're not winning. The third buy-in match... Hold on, let me check, let me check. We've, oh, we've got uh, Swerve in our glory. Hey, I like that name. Uh, we've got uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee taking on El Desperado and Kanemaru. Kanemaru. Uh, I think you gave it, you give it to Swerve in our glory. I think you give it to uh, Strickland and Keith Lee. I guess you still want to build them up as a tag team. You know, they lost at the pay-per-view. They didn't. Obviously, they didn't win the tag titles. Um, so, I think you still want to keep the. You know, there is some dissension with, uh, you know, Keith Lee upset that Swerve. Tossed him out the battle royal to, you know, become number one contender for the world title. You do have that. But I think you give them the win here. And further down the line, you, you put, you know, you work on either breaking them up. Or, you know, just keeping them as a team. I have no problem with them as a team. Hold on, let me check something. All right. Here we go. First match listed. We got the Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, and Shoto Yumino. I'm going to give it to Jericho. No disrespect to the other team. I think Willa Yuta, Willa Yuta, he's it's it's not like he's with his guys. He's not with the uh, the 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 combat club. 
Okay? That's one. Eddie Kingston. Why didn't they just put... Okay. I was trying to think of why they didn't just put, you know, Santana Ortiz. But maybe because they're going to get ready for blood and guts. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston could eat this loss if if their team is going to win at blood and guts. I think Jericho's team will will win this match. They'll come out with the win and then they'll wind up losing at blood and guts. Because remember, this isn't even the whole team. There's no Moxley. There's no Brian. There's no Santana Ortiz. This is just a makeshift team. Really. I I don't know who the uh, Shoto is. But you got Shoto, Eddie Kingston, and, and Willie Yuta. That doesn't even look on paper like a cohesive team. At least Jericho and Sammy Guevara, you know. They're partners. And Suzuki's there just to be a madman and, and fuck people up. So I'm going to give it to Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, next match, surprise, surprise. It's a tag team match. It's going to be Darby Allin, uh, Shingo, and Sting taking on the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. It was just reported that, well, this was an eight-man tag at first. Uh, Takashi, yes, Takashi, uh, he's got a fever. He's not able to travel to America for the, for the pay-per-view. So him and the other one, Haleakal, Haleaki, the tall guy in Bullet Club, they're both going to sit this one out, and it's just going to be El Fantasma and the Young Bucks taking on Darby, Sting, and Shingo. This could go either way. Also, I might give this to the Young Bucks, though. Just because they just won the title. They're the champions. You don't really want to have your champions losing. Um, you could also have them lose... And maybe further down the line, you have some issues between Bullet Club and the Young Bucks. Remember, at first, people, we all speculated that, hey, at Forbidden Door, we might see, you know, the, the breakdown between, you know, the Elite and Bullet Club. Remember, Adam Cole brought in Jay White. The Young Bucks were good with uh, Gallows and Anderson and stuff like that. I thought eventually they would do maybe a big 10-man tag. Bullet Club versus the Elite. This is assuming Kenny would have been around. I guess you could have done... I don't know what you could have done for the Elite. I think you... Oh, no. You would have done Adam Page... The Young Bucks and Red Dragon on one side. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it to Bullet Club. I'll give it to Bullet Club and uh, the Young Bucks for the win. Fatal 4 away for the All-Atlantic 
championship, a brand new championship being crowned here in AEW. Malachi Black, Pac, Miro, Clark Connors. This was supposed to be, I, I forgot his name, Ashi, Hiroshi. It was supposed to be him. He's out with a knee injury. So they brought this guy, Clark Clark Connors. I don't I have never heard this guy before. But I'm pretty sure they are not putting in no scrub. They're putting in a guy who can work with these guys. So I'm confident about that. Um Listen, we already had Miro with a title reign. Miro had the title reign uh, with the TNT Championship. I don't see him winning it. Just off that fact. Um, this Clark Connors coming in as a last-minute replacement could be shocking, but I think AEW might want to keep that new title in-house. So, no, I don't see them. Uh, um, I don't see him winning it. Comes down to Malachi Black and Pack. These guys have been fighting already. This war has been going on for months. I don't want to see it anymore. I want to see these guys fight other people. Uh, Malachi don't doesn't need it. I would love for Malachi to win some champion, uh, some gold. But I think he doesn't need this title. He could still go around being. You know, spooky with the House of Black and Julia Hart. I think Pac gets this. I think Pac, Pac gets this. You know, it, it, it seems like something he would win. And he would just travel defending this championship. And he would just be fighting all, all up, uh, you know, all comers. All European, you know, it's all Atlantic. Whoever's it, whatever, whatever country is touching the Atlantic Ocean, he will wrestle them and beat the shit out of them. And I see that happening. I say Pac wins this. Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. Listen, a lot of people saying Thunder Rosa's title reign has been lackluster. A lot of people just like. You know, we, we we waited one full year after that lights out match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. We knew Britt was not going to lose her championship once she won it, unless it was to Thunder Rosa again. Thunder Rosa came, won the championship, and now guess what? A lot of people say, you know, she hasn't done anything. She's beat, she's had a few with Nyla Rose. She's defended the title, I think, against uh, Marina Shafir. That's about it. It's been lackluster. And apparently word, reports, rumors is that she's unhappy with how she's being, I guess, treated, represented. You know, not a lot of focus has been going to that women's division. When you're hiring all these ex-WWE guys, all these new males, you're not going to give a lot of love to the women's division. So, 
I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, but I mean, if if she's unhappy, maybe she wants a way out. Maybe she drops the title here. Uh, and Tony Storm would not be a bad name to drop that title to. I think these two could have a uh, an amazing match. Um, it's two AEW stars, so it's not like it's not like uh, you know the title was gonna go to Japan or anything like that. You don't have to worry about 50-50 booking or anything like that. I'll say for argument's sake, I'll say you know Thunder Rosa keeps it. I'm gonna stick with you know Thunder Rosa on this one. But like I said, if she's unhappy, if back, you know, backstage, she's, you know, upset, she doesn't like what's going on, maybe she wants, maybe she wants out. And they just go and they go, you know what? Okay, but can you, can you put over Tony Storm on your way out? Drop the title to her. My bad, I hit a bump and it just knocked me off. But uh, I think the last thing I said was maybe, maybe you know, Thunder Rosa said, you know what, I'm, I'm just not happy. I want out. Maybe Tony Khan goes, you know what, fine. But can you put over Tony Storm on your way out, drop the title to her, and maybe that's what's going to happen. So that might be a thing. Um, got Will Ospreay taking on... Uh, Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, this is Osprey. This is going to be. Uh, that's it. It's just Osprey. I know how talented this guy, athletic, he can flip, he can do all this and that. He's really good. Uh. Andrade El Idolo actually came out and said he was actually supposed to be in the match. I think that would have been a, a actually a really good matchup. Andrade and him going tip for tat, you know, with with strength and speed like that. That would have been a hell of a match. But I see, you know, if you don't get Andrade and you need a name and you need a body. You could have an Orange Cassidy, you know, surprise the hell out of people. He might come in, do the whole, you know, lazy wrestling gimmick still that people still love. But, you know, hang. Surprise the hell out of people. Get a very near three count on Osprey. Surprise the hell out of everyone. But at the end of the day, I think Will Ospreay, he keeps his championship. That's it. Then we got a three-way winner-take-all for the IWGP Tag Titles and the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. FTR versus Rapungi Vice versus the United Empire. I already saw people putting up the graphics. Photoshopping, FTR, they've got the, the AAA titles, the Ring of Honor titles, 
the AEW titles and the IWGP titles. Listen, give it to them. Rapungi Vice, I think, is here to eat the fall. Uh, I think if this was just for the New Japan tag titles, I would have said, you know, United Empire is the, you know, they're the champions. I would have said, well, they're going to win. They're going to keep their titles. But because FTR is also defending their titles, it's not so cut and dry. I don't think it's Rapungi Vice coming away with the tag titles. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to get on board. It might be against my better judgment, but I'm going to say FTR comes away with the titles. They hold three titles. They're going to hold all the gold soon. Next, Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery opponent chosen by Brian Daniels. Now, I saw somewhere where people were saying that Danielson was saying his opponent that he's picking tonight is going to be the newest member of the, you know, the, the combat club, uh, Black Blackpool Combat Club. He's going to, that person's going to take his place in, uh, in Blood and Guts coming up. And when it was like, oh, it's going to be a new member, I thought they should, they, you know, they should keep it in-house. That it should be, you know, remember, remember when Danielson first, you know, was talking about the combat club and he wants to train these new guys. He wants to train Wheeler Yuta. He wants to train Lee Moriarty. He wants to train uh, Daniel Garcia. He wants to train these young guys and build them up. And I like the idea. I like the concept of it. Until this name was brought back up to me. And it was Cesaro. It's a name, it's a person who hasn't been doing anything, hasn't popped up anywhere, hasn't really, you know, you haven't heard from him. But if you think about the toughness, the strength of an individual who could fulfill Brian Danielson's shoes... Given their history before, uh, you know, Brian Danielson left WWE and helping Cesaro put him over, put him in a main event championship match, I 100% see it. Whoever, whoever brought that up, whoever put that idea in my head, thank you. But now I see it. I see. Claudio Casanoli, whatever his his wrestling name before is. I see him coming out. He's the latest member. He comes out. But unfortunately, he does not win. I think they pull out a hell of a match. 
I think they put they they put on a hell of a show, a technical masterpiece and stuff. But I don't. I think you give it to Zack Saber Jr. I think you have him win, so that eventually, somewhere down the line, Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson beats him. I think that's the only man that should beat him technically. Then we got Jay White, Okada, Adam Cole versus and Adam Page. Four way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I give it to Jay White. I'm going to be quick with these next two. I give it to Jay White. Keep, keep their title in the house. I don't see Cole or Adam Page winning it. I can see Okada winning it back. But the fact that Jay White just won the title uh, from Okada. I think they stretch out that storyline between both of them a little further. Jay White keeps the title. And then the main event, John Moxley versus Tanahashi for the interim world championship, AEW World Championship. Like I said before, AEW might want to keep this in-house. Now the only thing that is working against John Moxley is that he's going into blood and guts. He's going to be wrestling in blood and guts. And he is the world champion. That's the only thing that works against him. Where I think, well, if he's going to be working blood and guts, maybe they want to give it to Tanahashi. And then down the line, maybe maybe at All Out, eventually give the fans what they wanted. Give the fans what they originally were going to get. CM Punk versus Tanahashi for the world championship. But I think AEW plays it safe. They keep it in-house. And we get our first two-time AEW World Champion. And John Moxley takes that. And he brings it with him to, to blood and guts. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you all next time.